Welcome to Finding the Modern Man podcast. Join me, Peter Kiri-Costa, your health and performance expert and self-leadership coach, as myself and my guests discuss and uncover what it means to be a man in today's society, helping you optimize physical, mental, and emotional health in order to create a life with purpose and passion in the changing world that we live in. Hello and welcome back to Finding the Modern Man podcast. In the last episode, we went through the first four pillars of the eight pillars of self-mastery. In today's episode, we'll be going through the other four being physical therapy, stress and anxiety, communication, and relationships. I'll just be going over a brief summary of what you can expect in future episodes, and it's about getting what the pillars are about, building this framework that we'll be referring back to over time in order for you to be able to reference as we go and to make the long-lasting change that you want to be making in your life for a more fruitful, purposeful life. But first of all, let's just recap what the first four pillars were. We had constitution, looking at our physical health, our genetics and epigenetics. Mindset was number two. Food was number three. And movement was number four. So now let's move on to today's content with the other four pillars, starting with physical therapy. This is a pillar that I feel gets very overlooked in a lot of people's lives. Because let's face it, we all have jobs that are repetitive, you know, with the movements, whether you're a builder sitting at a desk. In the hair industry, there are repeated movements that we make day to day that wear our body down, fatigue different muscles, tendons, ligaments pressure on our skeletal system as well and over time it's very important to take care of injuries niggling pains discomforts that come up this is our body's way of saying hey something is wrong please pay attention and see to it so giving yourself that tension the care the self-love the self-care practices and there are different types of physical therapies as well. You've got physio, physiotherapy, remedial and deep tissue massage, acupuncture with the Chinese and Japanese philosophy that goes behind it, pyro or osteo. You've got things like the, the ice baths that are very popular now, which you can do yourself or in groups, the infrared saunas, Stretching, using the foam rollers, near and far infrared light therapy, which can benefit the body greatly. So there are so many different methods and modalities out there. I'm just naming a few. But what we cover in that is what types of modalities could benefit you at different times, depending on what the injury is, what the pain is, what your body responds to as well. Because as, as I mentioned in the last episode, not everyone is the same, right? Everyone is different. So what works for you may not work for someone else. What works for you now 
may not work for you months, years down the track. So we look at what the different types of physical therapies offer, how that affects the nervous system, which can then play into other pillars as well, which will affect other pillars. The next pillar of stress and anxiety when you're in constant pain. We can look at as well the importance of rehab and continual maintenance and what that can look like for different people. Also looking at just how the nervous system responds, how it can help fatigue, how it can help emotional fatigue, getting these physical therapies, taking the stress off the nervous system. Okay, so moving on to the sixth pillar now. We've just looked at physical therapy and what we can expect in the future coming from there. And now stress and anxiety, pillar six. These are two, two states of being that impact society greatly. If you look around, there really aren't that many people that define that are genuinely calm, collected, and blissed out. We have stresses in our life. We experience anxiety in different ways. And this is some of the topics that we'll be covering within this pillar is some of the ways stress and anxiety can express in different people and in different ways. We'll be looking at the long-term effects, the cortisol run of the body, how the stress hormones affect the body, how they affect the nervous system, how they can help lead to burnout and crashing later on. We'll be looking at the stress loop that happens in the body physiologically. So what's happening physically and how does that affect us mentally and emotionally? In this pillar, we'll also be looking at when we get stuck in survival mode. Looking at that, because this is a really common thing that a lot of us don't even know is happening when we're stuck in survival. And it's just become a long-term state that has become normal. And one thing to remember, just because something is normal doesn't mean it's healthy or an optimal way of being. We'll also be looking at how long-term stress can affect nutrient deficiencies and the digestive system. This is a big thing that we see in society as well today. And this is just a, a contributing factor, not saying the cause. We'll, we'll be having a look as well at the two branches of the nervous system. When we talk about how different things affect the nervous system, we're looking at the sympathetic and the parasympathetic branches of the nervous system and how that plays out in the body and affects our day-to-day -day life as well. We'll be looking at tools and techniques that can be used to help self-regulate. If you don't have someone to co-regulate um, um, co with, we're looking at ways to self-regulate, ways that we can help ourselves take that responsibility and the action to help improve our own mental and emotional state. Also be looking at ways that we can improve prioritizing in our lives. The little things, the little lifestyle factors and the little tools we can use day to day to help reduce the severity of stress and anxiety. Because remember, when we look, when we work on things a little at a time, 
and just a little bit here, a little bit there, and adds up down the track, as I mentioned this in the previous episode. We'll also be looking at the epigenetic factors, which we covered in Constitution, looking at the environment that we're in, the environments that we are exposed to, and how that plays into our stress and anxiety levels throughout our lives. So moving on to the seventh pillar now of communication. And communication is an integral part of our day-to-day lives. The way we communicate, the quality of our communication has dramatic effects on every interaction that we are in, be it with family, friends, partners, any situation that you find yourself in. Communication and the quality of it is going to have a huge effect on the outcomes. And what we're looking for here is to have optimal results. What is a better outcome for everyone involved? Because let's face it, we've all been in situations where sure, you've thought, could have handled that a bit better. I didn't really show my best side there. I allowed myself to get caught up in X, Y, or Z emotions. And I didn't get my point across properly. Or later on, you realize that you completely misunderstood what someone was trying to communicate with you. Or you may have felt completely misunderstood. So first and foremost, we'll be looking at how you communicate with yourself. The self-talk questioning how to ask better questions not just to yourself but others we'll be looking at what can happen when communication goes wrong and right ways little tips and tricks like your vocal tone how you deliver a message how you deliver something that you're trying to communicate the vocal tone the body language We'll be looking at these little tips that often go awry and leave us in situations that we're either not happy with, wishing we'd done better in, or just wondering what happened there. So in the seventh pillar of communication, we'll be looking at how we can improve that, which then leads on to the eighth pillar of relationships. And as well, starting with ourselves, the relationship with ourselves. What is that like? How do you treat yourself? How do you talk to yourself? What pressure do you put on yourself? Do these habits permeate out into other areas of your life or other relationships? Because let's face it, humans are built to interact, right? We are built to be community, to have communities. And it's not for everyone. It's okay. But the, with the relationships you have around you, what is the quality of them? How are you interacting in that? And how fulfilling are they? This is very important to emotional health and also physical health. The quality of our relationships can have such an effect on our physical and mental health. 
I'm sure we've all been in situations where we just love being around someone. We just have that friend or family member we love catching up with, love spending time with because it's just such a two-way street of you can talk about anything. You can be talking seriously. You can be laughing the next minute or you can just be crying on the phone to each other and get that sense of care, a sense of understanding, a sense of support and that you're not alone. We have relationships at work in an interpersonal way that we need to deal with professionally, not just friends and family or partners. We have relationships with our, if you're an athlete, coaches. There are so many different types of relationships, and what we want to learn here is how to navigate those better, how to perform at a more optimal level within ourselves, and how to let other people feel and know how we actually care about them and get the message across better. Because in all these pillars, when the effort is put in, but perhaps not in the optimal way that the other person receives it, it often just goes to waste. And what we want to do is improve that. So yes, we'll be looking at love languages, different types of love tanks as well. Often we just refer to one, the love tank, but there are many others because there's different types of love in our life, right? Different types of relationships. So how can we monitor the levels of our tanks and fill them over time? We'll be looking also at attachment styles, attachment theory. And like other pillars as well, like coming back to constitution, first one, don't expect people to be like you. We are all individual. We all think, feel differently. We've had different lives, different upbringings, different cultures that we've come from as well. So how can we expect other people to just know what we're thinking, to just understand, to just get it? So moving away from that and how to, like pillar seven, communicate better to have more fruitful relationships. We'll also be looking at taking self-responsibility and accountability for our past as well in the way, in a way of have you worked through previous scar tissues of relationships, be it family, work, friends, etc. Or have you suppressed it? And have taken it into situations from there with a tainted lens. We'll be looking at assumptions, the role that assumptions play in perhaps inhibiting an optimal experience in a relationship. We'll be looking at the flow-on effect of assumptions as well, how that can affect any kind of relationship. Learning to listen better in relationships as well. This is a really important factor. Becoming better listeners. That's how we get to know people. That's how we get to have better relationships. So communication skills are going to be a part of that as well. Accountability and responsibility, not just for our past, but for our actions moving forward. 
because this is a big part of progression and self-growth is what we do moving forward. And also, let's look at some of the things where perhaps us guys let ourselves go in relationships, especially romantic relationships, when we hit the comfort zone. So we'll be looking at that as well, how to be more attractive to your partner, how to be a more attractive friend, not in a sexually attractive way, but more attractive to hang around, more desirable for people to want your energy and to really have that two-way street, that give and take in relationships. Also looking at how to grow relationships, the strength of them over time in ways like being reliable, trustable, dependable. And also, yes, this comes back to communication as well, the insidious nature of put-downs. We'll be looking into that in future episodes as well. And also, with relationships, what is your relationship with the world around you on a macro level? This is where we'll be bringing in some of that passion and purpose. What are you striving for? What are you growing in your life? What do you want to leave behind? This is our relationship with the world, our relationship with life, creating that legacy that can live on beyond us. And that brings us to the end of the foundation episodes of the eight pillars of self-mastery and finding the modern man. In future episodes now, I'll be going deeper into some of these aspects we've discussed and also be getting guests on, as I mentioned in the previous episodes. I will be having guests along the way to share their vision, their experiences, their philosophies that can help us as men, as a group, as a collective, move beyond our past into the future to build not just a better life for ourselves, but for future generations. So please be kind to yourself. Join me on the journey and I'll see you in the next episode. Just a friendly reminder that what we discussed today does not constitute personalized advice. If you're planning on making significant changes to your life, creating a pathway suited to your specific needs and goals is recommended. Also, if you have any questions or topics you would like me to cover on future episodes, please get in touch via social media or through the website. And thank you again, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.